Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we love to check in on the uh, agenda that's ahead, the political agenda for the coming week with the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the ACL. Dan's joining us. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Neil. Dan, let's start off with uh, one of those issues that's fairly uh, significant because we've been waiting for so long. This idea of religious freedom and there's a coming religious discrimination bill. Uh, We're all looking to the Attorney General, Michaelia Cash, for some timing on when this legislation might be introduced uh, so that there can be a vote on it because there's a promise to protect religious freedom. There's some things she's been signalling in the media just recently. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, about the sorts of things she's been talking about? Neil, uh, I think the Attorney-General has been signalling that um, uh, there's an endeavour to lower the expectations, I think, of the faith communities and that in particular uh, there are concerns that uh, expressions of faith uh, may not be protected in the legislation. So... The concern uh, here is that uh, when the MPs come back to Canberra, um, that there is a commitment to pass a bill, and we are concerned that a bill will be put before the parliament that uh, is stripped of relevant protections for freedom of speech, and um, and you know the Christian community will be asked to accept that this is actually a good bill. So we're very concerned about this. We're concerned about the pressure that the Attorney General is under. And so Martin Isles and others are doing uh, very important work uh, in uh, reaching into this political space, um, you know, very much chapter and verse on what the particular clauses are and what they should say. And so um, reports last week that uh, the faith leaders want too much uh, has really been uh, pushed back on by Martin Isles. And Martin has said that, look, there there is agreement, Neil, among the faith leaders that uh, this bill should protect um, employees from employers policing their religious speech in the employee's own time. So in other words, you know, if an employee puts something on Instagram or Facebook on the weekend celebrating their faith, um, uh, declaring their belief uh, in traditional marriage, for example, as a faithful Christian, uh, that that wouldn't get them carpeted on Monday morning at work. That's what Christian Porter's first two drafts uh, and, and the Prime Minister's first two drafts uh, endeavoured to do in a slightly imperfect way, but that was the clear intent uh, that employers don't own employees uh, you know, outside of work hours. So we are seeing, I think, um, some foreshadowing that this protection won't be there and uh, we do not want the Attorney-General to walk back uh, from uh, this earlier wording that was in the previous two drafts championed by the Prime Minister and Christian Porter. 
Well, that's a little disturbing, isn't it, Dan, when you think that the Attorney-General is signalling to the Christian community, uh, lower your expectations because she's about to renege on the promises that have been made uh, by Prime Ministers uh, around this issue of religious freedom. And I I wonder whether uh, this is a time uh, when you might be thinking uh, that Christian believers ought to be especially on knees in prayer and seeking God for the idea of religious freedom, given the uh, the significance of what religious freedom brings, a freedom to be able to talk about the gospel openly in your society. This is the sort of thing that's at stake here. What are your thoughts here for the, the way believers might be thinking about prayer, about what sort of action they could take, perhaps engagement with MPs? Um. There's a a petition that we have on our website that we do encourage people to sign and we'll be uh, taking steps to uh, compile the content of that petition and the the names of the signatories and and actually giving that to the Prime Minister's office. That's a very important step. Uh, Prayer is to be encouraged. Certainly, uh, pray for Martin, Martin Niles and the other religious leaders who are working every week. There's uh, early morning meetings every week uh, to advance this. Uh, there are lawyers involved uh, representing the faith communities. So we are very much at the stage of settling the wording of particular clauses. Uh, but we do have this dynamic that's running against us, Neil, uh, of uh, a number of people in the Liberal Party who say uh, we will not support this in the party room. So a number of people whose basic uh, core constituency uh, is the LGBT community. So they're putting pressure Uh, no doubt on the Prime Minister and the Attorney-General to diminish the strength of the bill. And that is our principal work at the moment, uh, to make sure a good bill um, uh, is not, you know, carved up, which is the plan uh, of these modern Liberals uh, who are seeking to bring, you know, this, this influence on Michaela Cash, who's a very strong Christian herself. And interestingly, Dan, uh, had there been legislation in place a little earlier than this, uh, it may even impact on the way that legislation is being voted on and passed in states and territories all around Australia right now. And and I'm sure that even uh, the upcoming Queensland Euthanasia Bill could have been affected if there was adequate religious freedom protections in in place because it also affects what's coming up with this uh, euthanasia bill the voluntary assisted dying bill 2021 expected to be voted on in parliament next week in queensland uh, you've been identifying a whole lot of ways that this bill absolutely fails that's so true neil and uh, our queensland your queensland uh, listeners and many who are acl supporters will be getting phone calls from this morning explaining details of this bill to them and asking them to call their local MP. So uh, the the ground uh, campaign is underway as of this morning. Probably, Neil, one of the aspects of the bill that I find most concerning and very unusual is the idea, and we appreciate, of course, that if someone talks somebody into euthanasia, that that should be a punishable offence. And it is in other states if you coerce somebody by making some sort of promise. Strangely, the Queensland bill says that if you try to um, uh, talk someone out of euthanasia, uh, for example, by making a promise, uh, then that uh, can result in a jail term. An illustration might be, Neil, if I said to my father, who was considering this and was in an unhappy uh, 
accommodation situation if I said, Dad, come and live with us, we'll look after you and uh, take care of your needs to take that pressure off you. That promise of accommodation, uh, if somebody else uh, potentially in the family or outside the family uh, uh, sought to make a complaint, uh, is in fact punishable by imprisonment. So the idea of talking someone out of uh, taking their own lives, being punishable by imprisonment is a step too far um, and as is most of this bill, but I think that's the most alarming aspect. I've never seen that in legislation before. And Dan, I know listeners who are hanging on every word you say can't believe that this sort of thing is happening here in Australia when good becomes evil and evil becomes good, where it used to be punishable if you were trying to talk someone into euthanasia, it's going to be punishable if you talk them out of it. It's not the only major issue here. The idea of conscientious objection from health practitioners and from faith-based hospitals who don't want to have euthanasia in their facility, all of that is going to be under this legislation as well. That's absolutely true. Neil, the Catholic hospitals are pushing back on this, the idea that, that a doctor not associated with that hospital uh, can come into the hospital and administer uh, euthanasia under this legislation uh, is also very, very concerning. Uh, so this is on next week. Um, a number of parliaments around the country are actually in sort of a, a recess situation because of COVID. That's New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, no sittings, not sure when they'll resume. But Queensland is going ahead. And of all the things to deal with uh, at a time we're trying to save lives, uh, they're trying to make it easier to take lives of the same vulnerable people who are probably the cohort, you know, most likely to be affected by COVID. So uh, there's... Uh, uh, a lack of moral compass there, uh, certainly. Well, the inconsistency, and some will say hypocrisy, is uh, outrageous. Hey, there is another opportunity here because oftentimes we say, well, what can we do, Dan Flynn? Uh, what can we be a part of? And uh, you've mentioned that there are some things so far as petitions go, but there's also a March for Life that's on this coming Saturday in the city of Brisbane. Uh, 3pm at Parliament House. Uh, what's likely to happen there? Well, it's going to be a wonderful event and as always is um, you know some of the, the best speakers uh, on this issue in the country. I know certainly our Wendy Francis, our National Director of Politics, is speaking um, and uh, uh, Cherish Life are very involved in this as well. It's a great collaborative work uh, with all the pro-life movements. Uh, this Brisbane March is a great a march for life, uh, both you know at the pre-born stage uh, and at the end of life when um, people really need us to stand up and that's what will be happening. And um, I take my hat off to uh, uh, T. St. Johnson and Cherish Life and Wendy Francis who are spearheading this. So yeah, hopefully people can get along to that march. Uh, let's turn some attention to what's going on in Victoria too. Uh, some update, Dan, on the anti-vilification bill in Victoria. Uh, this is a bill described as the most anti-free speech bill ever proposed. Uh, what's happening there in Victoria? Look, as far as I can see, there is this idea that if you uh, say something that's offensive to the LGBT community, uh, that that uh, will now become an offence. And that sort of smuggled into a bill that previously protected uh, people from racial uh, vilification or religious vilification. Uh, so 
you know, now it's kind of LGBT, um, uh, you know, smuggled into that package. It's, an, it's a, a crazy assertion, uh, but it's all part of a sort of a raft of uh, these, these uh, bills like, you know, so-called conversion legislation that, you know, to say something contrary to the LGBT agenda is to, you know, be trying to sort of, you know, um, convert somebody away from that. And, um, you know, most state governments um, are, are looking at passing this legislation. Victoria are the most aggressive on this front and disappointing to see. And I know that there is a, a, an opportunity for our supporters to write to their MPs about this. Um, and uh, I know that our team down there is working very hard. Uh, Jasmine Yuen is our state coordinator and uh, working closely with members of parliament to see this resolved. These are really big issues, aren't they? And in some sense, as we started talking about the uh, religious discrimination bill, uh, first topic off the uh, on the rank there today, uh, the idea that if you are wondering about the importance of uh, religious freedom, uh, it's illustrated in the fact that all of these other things seem to be going crazy. Uh, so the idea of uh, being ready to speak up and at least have your voice heard in some sense here is going to be an important element uh, of uh, of how you address all of these issues today, Dan. Absolutely, Neil, absolutely. Uh, so we're doing what we can to mobilise the grassroots and the, uh, you know, you're talking about Aussie blokes and uh, so many of our uh, supporters, um, you know, they, um, they look for ways to be involved and I, I hope that we give them meaningful tools um, and, you know, politicians are very sensitive to votes and uh, they, they, they do listen to these campaigns. They're very sensitive to them. And so uh, any uh, contribution people make um, is incredibly accepted. You don't need to be a member of parliament or to have a PhD uh, to participate in the political process. And I'll give the ACL website in just a few moments. Just a quick one, though, on an update for the Truth of It live events that have been going on. Uh, you had your, uh, the last meeting for the uh, state of Tasmania in Hobart on Saturday and, and uh, packed out the venue again, Dan. There were over 600 people in Hobart, and that was just a phenomenal number. Um, the event was at 4 o'clock on Saturday, so sort of an afternoon event. And I did see some footage of people singing, um, you know, uh, wholeheartedly some beautiful hymns. And it was just so great. Hobart is a city that's, you know, has a lot of difficulties in that it, um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bit of sort of spiritual darkness from time to time with some of their festivals. And sometimes it's hard for uh, the, the church to really find its voice in Hobart. I think the uh, proclamation of the gospel there. Uh, the uh, truth of it on a number of topics uh, spoken not in church but in a, uh, a prime public venue uh, I think is a great thing for Hobart and I, we trust has really lifted the faith community there. Um, you know, there's, there's so much to overcome uh, sometimes in the atmosphere with Dark Mofo, um, you know, being a, a government-funded event that happens every year um, and... Um, you know, which really sort of, I suppose, amplifies witchcraft. It's just so great to see uh, Christianity amplified in the way it was on Saturday. Fabulous stuff. And, of course, Martin Isles in his presentations, and uh, while some listeners might be thinking, oh, he just stands up there and talks politics, in fact, 
uh, when I've uh, tuned into one of the YouTube broadcasts, uh, the idea of a Bible-based, Christ-centered message that's coming from Martin Niles, uh, no doubt that's winning a lot of fans because uh, people are seeing here uh, someone who is a preacher, a discipler, and then uh, the opportunity to be able to hear his reflections on the politics. Really powerful stuff, Dan. Oh, I agree. I agree. And um, uh, Martin's very grounded in the Word of God and, uh, you know, it's the Word of God first and, you know, politics is downstream uh, from um, from faith, as it were, downstream from culture. And so Martin does a great job in speaking into culture and the things that are concerning people right now. And turning sights to Adelaide, uh, the next Truth of It Live event, Adelaide on September the 18th. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the, I think, the again, it's a public venue, large public venue. Um, the numbers will be pretty solid to date and no doubt momentum will build. Uh, this may be, Neil, the last Truth of It Live event uh, for 2021 uh, because, you know, the other major states are in lockdown. Uh, so um, certainly to our South Australian supporters and their friends, we'd love to see you there. Uh, it'll be a remarkable time. And, um, uh, yeah, it's very significant uh, wrapping up this tour that uh, we'll have spoken to, you know, well over 10,000 people uh, live in a sort of the COVID lockdown era. Um, it's just been remarkable that Martin's found himself in Tasmania, in Western Australia and South Australia, um, you know, during these Eastern State lockdowns. Um, just been remarkable scheduling. So we thank God for that. Uh, remarkable is the word and uh, for listeners who are familiar and uh, hearing of Martin Isles in Western Australia and uh, and then in Tasmania he's going to be in South Australia it has been remarkable timing that he's been able to uh, speak to people face to face in those live audiences and uh, for those who are listening in Adelaide you can find out uh, the venue and the times for that meeting that's coming up there let me give the website acl.org.au it's the website of the Australian Christian Lobby. And whether we're talking the euthanasia bill or whether we're talking about religious discrimination in Victoria or whether we're talking about the religious discrimination uh, bill that's coming up that's uh, being considered now by the Attorney General Michaelia Cash, uh, there'll be some points there where you'll be able to take some action. The Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.